0: Hey, it's Lisa Wimberger here. I'm the founder of Neurosculpting and I have helped thousands of people learn really powerful tools to regulate their minds and their bodies, including pro athletes, entrepreneurs, and those with serious stress-based illnesses. So I'm really excited to help you do the very same thing through education and some incredible guest experts. And together we're going to discover the formula to unlock hope. So welcome. Okay, hold on to your seats everybody cuz we're going to do a really high energy conversation with a dear friend of mine and inspiration Devin Lavique who is entrepreneur, philanthropist, Uh, fitness enthusiast, although I think enthusiast is an understatement, and um, (laughs) someone really devoted to bringing positivity and wellness into the world, in addition to being a Guinness Book of World Records holder, and really an inspiration to pretty much everyone who meets you. So, Devin, thank you for making time today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And Your words are way too kind.
0: Oh, (laughs) you're sweet. Um, There's just so much... That I want to talk to you about, but mostly yeah. what I what where I want to go with this is, um, your whole mission is to, well, I don't know if it's your actual mission, but what you do for people is you instill and evoke hope, <laughs> and that's what I'm, really all about in this world. So, I, so right out of the gate when I met you, I felt so aligned with everything you do, even though I'm not, you know, a, a fitness person to the extent that you you and your milieu is, but my, I want to know like, you seem so put together and you've got all this energy, but I, I know that underneath that is some suffering, some pain, some tragedy that has catapulted you into bringing your strengths to the world and uplifting people. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about how your particular suffering or tragedy to whatever extent you want to talk about it plays into how you lift people up
1: for sure yeah I mean I would say you know you go you go through myself I mean I've been through tragedies my whole life you know whether it's very small where you know from not winning a game right or to very big right where I would say the biggest tragedy in my life was my dad taking his life when I was 16 Uh, especially because he was my best friend and I was, you know, really close with him. And so very close. I mean, he was my coach. He was yeah, my mentor. He was, you know, my guy. And so I think losing someone really close is probably one of the most extreme tragedies you can go through. And that's from even speaking with my seal team friends, uh, high performers, you know, people that have done astonishing things in their lifetime. It's all, it always comes down to the fact of them losing someone, uh, to them losing someone, you know, that's really close to them. So
0: how do you keep that moment? I mean, you're 16. This is such a critical time for you to have your dad. How do you keep yourself from spiraling into like, I don't know, drugs or depression, or how did you do that?
1: I think, I think it's because I was always surrounded by health oriented people. And, you know, my father was very health oriented. My mom was my grandfather, my whole family. I mean, I I was able to grow up with in a house where we had a very big gym and outdoor, Mm -hmm. you know, activities. And I was always, that was always kind of my go-to, you know, working out or, staying healthier sports was a big thing like uh, physically not mentally but physically it, it, it was a great it was a great escape and it was a good motivator and I loved playing sports and competing and so I think athletics and exercising was a good outlet for me mm-hmm. to not spiral out of control I was never into drugs or yeah when I was 16 I was never like smoke a weed or you know, doing anything crazy. Um, would, I definitely, would, I, would, you, I was, would, it, it wasn't like an addictive thing for you. It wasn't, I was never interested. I was more interested in, you know, going out and performing well in sports. I also was never, you know, I, I, I I'm, I've always been like this, by the way, where I kind of just don't follow the rules. And it's not that it's the rules of following. It's more, I kind of just have things in my mind that I want to do. And I'm going to do them. Right. Yeah. And they're all for positivity there. It's not, you know, to ever hurt anyone or anything or cause issues. It's more just things I've, w- I want to do, you know? And, um, so I think having things I want to do, you know, being able to rely on health, sports, et cetera, has always been a great, great outlet. So I didn't spiral out of control. But I also ended up getting sent to military academy because I didn't, set, you know, follow the rules and I needed more structure. So that also helped. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so I have a couple of questions. The first is, you mentioned, you know, physical exercise as, you know, helping support your body. Yeah. Um, what were you doing for your mind? I mean, that's a mind trip to lose your dad.
1: Yeah, definitely a mind trip. What was I doing for my mind? Nothing at the time, honestly. I didn't even know mental health was a thing I didn't did you ever
0: feel like oh no my mental health is really suffering and I gotta get a handle on this uh, at what point did that happen
1: three four years ago yeah i'm 30 wow wow when I maybe when I was 26 I started seeing it and others my friends people that were around me started seeing it as well that after 10 years it started to impact me from and I didn't know it was from you know my dad I didn't know it was from a tragedy I just I kind of just went about my life when I went to military academy I think this was probably the most negative thing at military academy however there was so many positive things Uh, but one of you know one of these guys he was a green beret and I first went to military academy I was about 16 and a half maybe 17 and he, I remember him coming up to me. He sat me down. This is, you know, they just shaved my head. They took everything, from. they take everything from you. You know, you're, you know, you're basically in boot, boot camp for the next eight weeks. And, you know, so I'm already, I just got shipped away. I just got sent to this military academy. I just lost my father. I'm in a really weird state. And he sat down and he said, this happens to a lot of people. Uh, just keep it to yourself. There's no need to really talk about it you know, you just have to move on and be strong about it. And so when I was 16, 17, I'm like, wow. all right, I guess everyone goes through this shit. Everyone's dad commits suicide. Everyone, you know, gets shipped to the military. Everyone kind of goes through it. So I was kind of just thinking it was normal. And so for then on forward for 10 years, I just, people would ask me about anything, you know, but specifically tragedy or my father. And I'll just be like, Oh, yeah, he's, he passed away, and I'd move on. I wouldn't. I would never talk about it, and that it, it definitely had an impact on myself, people that I was surrounded by, friends, etc. You know, where you kind of felt this barrier. You felt this person that's not reaching their full potential mm. just because they're holding all these things in. And So when I did start talking about it, which we can get into now or later, but um, it, it, it drastically drastically helped my life. Yeah. not like, I can't even, it's, it's, it's literally like my old self lifted up out of my body and left. And I was like a whole new human. It was, it was literally, I remember it to the day. I remember where I was sitting. I was sitting on turf inside this gym with this guy, Johnny. And I remember I was bawling my eyes out and I, I really felt, I'm like, holy, whoa, this is what it feels like to be alive. And by simply just talking. By simply just answering some simple questions and a real conversation with myself on what the hell is going on. Like take a step back, man. like you well, know it's-,
0: it, it's more than just talking. So this this pivotal moment, this is really what I wanted to get to because um, let me back up. People who see you, people who watch your Instagram, people who watch you, people who know you may find it difficult to ever perceive that you've gone through tragedy because you're so positive, you're so energized. And I love when we get to have our human side come out because I feel like it's the thing that threads us all together because we can all relate on some level to pain and suffering. And so for you, I interpret it as it was more than a conversation. It was some switch in you giving yourself permission to have really messy, painful feelings. And, And so you said it was like your old self lifted out of your body. What was the thing that just suddenly enabled you to start talking about it? What, what was that transition moment? Or do you, do you even know?
1: I think the transition moment was, I was so driven when I was from when I was about 16, 17, probably since I had that talk with the, with the green beret at military Academy until that moment in time, I was so driven to get back the life that I had growing up. And you know, I had these goals in my head that, Oh, if I bring all of this back into my life, my life will be fixed. Mm. And Johnny, who I spoke to said, why would you want to bring all these tragedies back into your life and replicate the exact life that you had before when that life gave you a tragedy and pain and that clicked. And I'm like, you're right what the fuck am I doing
0: wow like,
1: wow I need to, re- I, need to s- I need to step out of this I need to open my brain a little bit why am I trying to recreate this life and that just opened my brain and so he started then helping me with what values to focus on purpose and we started having deeper and deeper conversations you know for years on forward until now I just spoke with him this morning and that just opened my brain because it's not from grief perspective you you know and as humans we we thrive on comfortability you know that relationships sometimes people don't break up with their human just because you know they're comfortable with them but they're not seeing the full potential so we're 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 almost there's this disguise of comfortability that we all have and i'm guilty of it you know of well i'd rather just feel comfortable but sometimes it's okay And it's not, you're not supposed to feel comfortable. You know, I'm not supposed to go back to, you know, the life I grew up and, you know, the tragedies I've gone through. It's why, why am I trying to recreate that? Because it makes me feel comfortable. That's, that's not right. Recreate something better, something uh, more positive, you know, something that fits my current life. Now we all change. So why are you trying to go back in time and recreate something that's happened before and it's, I've heard a ton of people, you know, I've spoken to a ton of people after I started raising awareness for suicide and mental health. And a lot of people try to recreate the life that they had before with their loved one. And it's sometimes this is not the right way to go about it. Sometimes you need to um, talk about it, figure it out and, um, and be open-minded into change. Change Absolutely. is good.
0: Yeah, and and change doesn't always happen. Change can't happen without just enough challenge to force you to evolve. And and unfortunately or fortunately, however you wanna look at it, pain and suffering is that catalyst, right? It is the catalyst to introduce um, something that causes us to have to change and evolve. And that's how we move forward. And I'm curious because you had that like brain wake up moment I'm curious if you perceive you have more and more and more of those now that you've sort of let that first wake up moment happen. You said it's been like four years. What's transpired over the last four years that keeps your being on purpose and your brain open to change?
1: I would say since that conversation, and even now, I define success as not having to change for anybody. If you're meeting the president of the United States, if you're meeting a person that's just getting started out, if you're meeting a billionaire, a homeless person, if you're meeting someone that's really in shape, someone that's out of shape, you can be the same person Mm -hmm. to everyone. And that's how I define success. You just can just be you all the time. Some Mm -hmm. people have work where they have to go in and they have to put on this face and they have to smile and they have to... Be all energetic, but then they go home and they're miserable. And so if you can stay consistent throughout those 24 hours, I, I define that as success. And so I always think about that and it goes down to talking, right? And So I'm constantly just thinking about just being me, mm-hmm. you know? So the more I'm me, I'm just talking about things I've gone through. Right. And so, yes, I think since that conversation, I've allowed to just be me more. And it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to everyone, you know, people go through things and you, they should be talked about. And there are people that need help and there are people that need to hear things and there are things that are, you're supposed to speak out into the world. And so from that moment on to go back to your question and me wanting to be just me all the time. Yeah. Just it forces me to just not really think about what I'm saying Mm. some people will go against it. Some people will say, okay, I really just don't think too much on what I'm saying. It kind of just go, I go with the flow on how I'm feeling, what I've gone through. Things change. I mean, I was just, I just got back from Antarctica before that I was in Qatar at the world cup. And, you know, before that, I'm, you know, in another city and, you know, I took 110 flights last year. Like, that's a lot of learning. That's a lot (laughs) of me just learning new things around the world, people, Communities, culture, marketing, business, philanthropy that's a lot of things. And so, what I'm saying now is exactly what I'm supposed to be saying in this moment in time. So, why am I trying to overthink it and try to say things that I learned in college 10 years ago? It doesn't make sense. It's I'm constantly learning, you're constantly sharpening, you're constantly, you know, figuring out new things. So just go with the flow. Go with what you know now. You don't have to overthink it. And by the way, overthinking it kind of wastes time. And I always i i, I talk a lot about time because time is really all we have. It's really that's it. Time's going away right now. We're on the, we're yeah. on the phone. We're you know we're, we're chatting. I'm yeah. taking your time, right? Which I appreciate. And it, you know, it, time is so valuable. So why are we overthinking things? Just go and do it. Just act. Go with the flow. You, once you get in this flow of life of just being you you can really, you, you can maximize your time to the full potential.
0: Amen. Um, I was just having this conversation yesterday with my husband. Time is the only currency we have. That's it. Everything else is made up because it's the, it's the finite currency. It's the only one that means anything because it's the only one we can't get back. We can lose all our money and make it back. We can lose all our friends, get new ones. We can lose our job, get another one we cannot get time back. And here you are validating that, right? It is a finite currency that means more than anything. And anyone who's lost anybody also knows that that is the the true value. So, um, so I perceive you to be channeling and integrating in all moments so that you keep showing up as your new self and then your new self based on what you just experienced and then your new self again. Um, I'm curious what your relationship to hopelessness is. Do you still or ever get hopeless? And what do you reach for when when you go there?
1: Hopelessness. No, I don't really I don't really ever encounter hopelessness. I
0: Did you re- ever
1: Oh man, that's a really, really good question. I didn't see that on the question list, Lisa.
0: Because I'm going with the flow, Devin. I like it. I
1: like it. it. I'm kidding. Um, I honestly glanced the question list that all podcast people send over, and I'm kind of just like, we're rocking. Anyways, hopelessness, hopelessness. When have I just had an open mind? When did that start? Is basically the question. I think when I started traveling. I've always been pretty open-minded, but once I started traveling more everywhere, Africa, South America, Asia, Antarctica, everywhere in the world, right? All around the U.S. And you start meeting people. What it does is it's, it's really a, it's kind of a life hack to travel because it's not just going to see things. You're learning so much and you start to realize there is a solution for everything. It really is. God forbid everything materialistic I have right now, I lose. I have no problem whatsoever starting over. I'm not, I'm not stressed about it. I don't really care. As long as I have my friends, my health, my family, I'm good. Besides that, it's like, I, I'm not afraid of starting over, but it did start when I started traveling because you start to see these cultures and they, and they, are so fucking happy i mean Mm -hmm. they're really happy in their current situation and you know you would look at them now like holy shit they have to walk 10 hours a day to go get water how are are they still smiling how are they still just playing a game with a stick oh my god there's a there's cartel running around killing so-and-so and stealing this and they're still happy what the heck you know oh my god asia super polluted i mean you can barely breathe outside some of these people still happy right and so there's why are they happy? What are they valuing? They're valuing community. They're valuing family, right? They're valuing their culture. And I think if you can keep your reputation, your family, your friends, your community at the top, you're going to develop zero hopelessness because Mm. there's hope when you have people supporting you and you, there is a solution. I, when I fail and I fail a lot, I have a million ways where we're going to come back. It's constantly going through my head, whether it's a new market, whether it's bringing in new people, whether it's trying a different uh, SKU item, there's a million options to not fail. And so once you start realizing like you almost expect to fail, but then you start figuring out plan A, B, C, D, all the way to Z, hopelessness really isn't in there. You know, there is hope. There is, there is a, there is an opportunity, you know, for, that specific area to succeed. You
0: know? I feel so like, tra- I, Yeah.
1: Traveling, I think opens your brain into less hopelessness, to be honest.
0: I feel like you're equating hope to problem solving and solutions and community, which then makes so much sense when I look at what you're building. Right. So, okay. For, for those of you listening, um, Devin, you, you have your hands in so many companies, it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. all of them, are connected to creating and building community on some level. I'm watching what you do. And it's really interesting because you recently did an Instagram post where you're putting the names of the companies that you're affiliated with at Cedar trunk ranch, you're, you're putting those names like on the, on the court and on the walls. And, and I'm looking at this going, it doesn't stop. There's just so many companies, but all of them are, collaborating in the communities you're building. And so what I see you do, which I find so hopeful and so a commodity we need more of in the world is that business is not just for business. Business is to build community and everything you do, whether you know it or not, is supporting that. You are so aligned in the creation that comes out of you you. everything you do translates to community. And I, I really don't think I've witnessed that before to that level where where you're just pull, you're like this hub, and everything that satellites around you is pulled into this core value, which is mm-hmm. pe- people and community. So um, so I'm curious to know where you see mm, how do I say this? I feel like there are pains in the world right now, fractures and divides. How do you see how you view community as a way forward to ripple out beyond you? Like what's the role of community in the healing of commerce, politics, the world, mental health?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I have a reason I like scaling companies. I have a reason I like to make money, but it might be different than why other people like to make money. I like to make money because then I can get back more and I can bring more people together. That's genuinely my only reason I want to make money. I'm not, I'm not a big car guy. I'm not a big sneaker guy. I'm not, you know, it's it's not re- really relevant to me, to be honest. It's more how can I bring as many people together. Uh, as possible and get back to them and hopefully allow them to wake up with little to no stress happy less anxiety and just excited to go and do some fun things and hopefully promote them to go explore and so building companies enables me to do that you make money you bring them together right you bring that's why i want to do it and i think that alone can help fix a lot of things where people don't have to be so money hungry. And I'm saying money is cause it's such a, it's such a, uh, it's, it's, it equates to success for majority of humans. And it's really not, it doesn't really mean anything. I don't think, you know, besides, unless you're using it for a great purpose. So that's a big reason I do what I do. From a community standpoint, you can always lean on your community. You know, always community is so powerful. Having people around you that can check you, that can help you. This world is supposed to be doing things together, not apart. You know, th- that's why I'm against diets, by the way, because diets just separate people. Food it brings people together. I I love food. And in no way do I support diets. Diets are temporary. Imagine like going to a dinner and like you have this amazing feast in Africa or South America or any of these you know, countries that are a little bit more indigenous to us in America. And you go down and they prepare this amazing meal. You are like, no, I'm on a diet. I can't have this. Your brain is like this tiny. (laughs) It's just so narrow-minded to think like that, regardless of what health goals you have. It's like food brings people together. I I do anything to bring people together. I love bringing people together because conversations start. There's nothing that makes me happier than when two people come together that I've connected and they go and do something extraordinary. I'm like, fuck oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I get mm-hmm. amped up. That's my juice. That's like, that's espresso shots for me. And so I think community fixes a lot of things. It provides, mm-hmm. provides you a soundboard. You know, a lot of people keep their thoughts. Like I mentioned at the beginning, you keep your thoughts built up. Community feel, fixes that because mm-hmm. you have people to express idea ideas, people that are super creative. Go express your ideas to someone, go speak it out into the world, go say it, you know, get Mm -hmm. that, get that idea going, you know, get some other people's perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the community that you're building, they, you know, whatever it is, I think communities help provide good positivity into your life that we all need. I don't watch the news. No way. I haven't. I don't. Know, I don't think I've ever really watched the news.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I think I. I mean, I've definitely watched it before, but it's, it's, it's always negative. There's like things going on. I'm like, I don't. I don't need any part of this. Yeah. You know. I try to stay as positive as possible and have everything that's in my life positive. I mean, and and this is a really stupid example, but I mean, it's down to one of my dogs. I got the dog and. He's a press Canario and people are like, "Oh my god, he's such a vicious dog! Like you better watch out when he grows up." All these things. I'm like, watch, watch. I'm a pretty positive human. All my dogs are positive. Everyone that comes over my house is positive. Like everyone's happy. We're you know trying to do the right things. This is the happiest dog alive. He's never <laughs> bit anyone. He's never like he's a very friendly dog to humans. You know, yeah. But you yeah. know, what I mean? so so friendly. I and feel he, I. And it's, and it's like, it just, I don't know. I know it's a stupid example, but it's like, if you just pour positivity in someone's life, they're going to change. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to sponge it up somehow. They're going to, I mean, there's no, there's no way around it.
0: I feel like that is very evident in your weekends that you run for sure. I mean, there are relationships that come out of those weekends that are lasting. And that's happening because you're creating a container for community, a super positive container for community, relational activities, fun, and food. And I feel like you might be an Italian mom trapped in a man's body because you love to bring people together over food. And I think that is maybe that's why I resonate so much with you. Because that's what my mom always did. She was like, sit down, eat, everything's better after you eat. We're going to sit. We're going to talk. And she made everything with love. And and so she was a community creator as well, which I feel like is the medicine of our future. I feel like we've spent so much time information gathering, um, technology evolving, uh, business innovating. And now it's time to give all that legs. And the only way those things have legs is if we have a community to fall back on. So I get super inspired by you all the time. Um, I'm curious as we close up if, you know, there are people listening out there who feel like, well, I can't be that positive because X, Y, and Z. What can you give someone who just doesn't see the silver lining right now that maybe can help them?
1: I I would say if if you're on a low budget and you're just really in a bad spot, And you're just you're depressed and, you know, you you just don't see the grass on the greener side. Try to explore your current town, try to explore your current city, push off across to the next state maybe the next country, try to push your boundaries. Mm. Because most of us live in this boundary of living at home and we were brought up there and we've never left our hometown and we're stuck there. And even some people that have moved out of their hometown, they move to a new area and then that's their new home and they stay in this area. The more that you can expand your brain on what's out into the world, it'll give you ideas of how to get out of your current rut. And that could be as simple
0: Mm -hmm. as,
1: as, you know, going and exploring out and oh my God, that's an opportunity for a new job or a new career path, or that's a cool community at this local coffee shop or this random gym. Mm -hmm. The more you explore, I always use this analogy, like don't go to the same coffee shop every day. Mm -hmm. Try a new coffee shop every day. Start one conversation with a random person, you know, thank Mm -hmm. and apologize to someone every day. Keep opening your brain and you'll figure out a way. And that's the beauty of it. Look at it as a game. This is a game of Tetris. Okay, what's going to work? What isn't? When I'm in a rut, how am I going to get out of this situation? Embrace it. Fail mm-hmm. forward. Mm. And so expand your brain into what's out there. And don't get so consumed in your family, in your current friends, and who's in your community. And if that's if that's where you're feeling the most depressed, separate yourself. Love from afar. And mm. it, can, it can really help expand to what's out there and give you some new ideas you know of what to do and you can do all this on little to no budget i've seen friends that have zero job they don't have any family support they don't have anything and they travel across the country Mm -hmm. right it is possible it's Mm -hmm. very possible and they and they're they're some of the best humans i've ever met someone that has literally traveled from one side of the united states to the other have an unbelievable brain they have seen so many things they have different perspectives on it they're respectable they're they're just so open-minded I love being around those people because it's not you don't have to flex with a car or shoes or this mm. or that I have the Chanel bag it's like they don't give a fuck yeah. they just want some real humans that they can talk to and do some cool shit with and yeah. laugh a little bit and hang out like those are the people that you need to surround yourself with I think okay.
0: I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm in a thousand percent agreement. Um, so what I like to do at the end of all these is just go through a list of the things I'm taking home with me. So I can chew on these. These are the numbers. I love that
1: you do this by you the do? way. Yeah. Yeah. You've done that a couple when we spoke at summit together, yeah. it, it, it's something within the brain that, okay, we're getting fed all this information, but if we don't repeat it to ourselves, then you're no, what, what's There's a stat. It's like you're 80% not going to digest it or something, something high.
0: Exactly. So here's what I'm digesting and I'm encouraging everyone listening to go through this and write down the nuggets so you can digest them because that's how we change like this conversation. This relationship has just changed me and I want to not take that for granted. So these are the nuggets. Um, Time is a finite and very potent currency and I want to respect that. The second thing was to just give yourself permission to be you and sort of just be in the flow. The third thing was traveling is learning. And the more you step out of your boundaries, the more you're gonna learn. The fourth one was that there's a solution for everything. The fifth was that your values are defining your happiness. The sixth was that food brings people together. And the seventh was fail forward. And so I am putting those on my week's calendar, so that I like look at one of those a day, and see how that shows up in my life. And Mm -hmm. as always, I get all motivated every time I talk to you. And I'm just excited to see what comes out of my own motivation based on this conversation, which is a moment of micro community that inevitably just already changed me. So, Thank you. Thank I you. love it. I,
1: li- I like those. Those seven were great. I didn't even, I didn't realize I said all
0: those things. You but said I did. you said more, now, but I only wrote those that, down.
1: Now that you said them, I said, oh, shoot, I did say that. See, You're I was like, just going with the flow. I didn't even think before I talk. I'm just kind of going. It's great. Yeah.
0: You're it's like, great. damn, I'm really smart. This is amazing. <laughs> um, Devin, thank you so much for your time. And I, I can't wait for more.
1: Yeah, anytime. Happy, happy to be here. Thanks for your time today.
0: Yes. Thanks for listening to Unlock Hope. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're at Neurosculpting Institute on Facebook, at Neurosculpting on Instagram. You can always reach out to us on our website, Neurosculpting.com, and you can download our app, Neuropraxis. Stay well, everybody.